Let's bring in Jeff Goodman now. Let's just start with, I guess, Jeff, we could say more chaos, right? I mean, you've got Purdue losing, which at this point, it's just a different number one team. It feels like almost every other week. Uh, when we sit here and we look at now Alabama as a number one team in the country, and again, this could all change, what Nate Oates has done with that program since 2019 and the recruiting and turning that into really more than just a football school, can we start taking Alabama seriously as, as a program that – especially in a wide open field that we have this year, might be a legit contender for the Final Four? Hell yeah, absolutely. I mean, what Nate Oates has done Is down there. Muted? I don't think we have him on, guys. I think he just needs to unmute his uh, – we had problems with Ryan as well. Yeah. Not sure. Or just like refresh, refresh, refresh. We've had problems with that too. Or, you know, cameras. I think I can hear on. something. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello, hello, hello. There, there, we right, there we go. My, my answer was hell yes yeah. to Alabama <laughs> being the Final Four contender. Um, what Nate Oates has done there is, is ridiculous. You know, you think about it. Greg Byrne, the AD, uh, really smart dude, but he goes completely outside the box when he, he gets a guy from Buffalo. You know, he gets a guy. He, he's a Midwesterner, Nate Oates. He's a high school coach in Detroit 10 years ago. And he joins Bobby Hurley's staff at Buffalo, takes over when Hurley goes to Arizona State. And then, when he hires him, Burn, I'm like, yeah, this dude's smart, but man, this is outside the box. Um, but Oates has done such a good, he's such a relentless worker. And again, young, brash, uh, doesn't really care, and did a great job getting Brandon Miller. Like, he's been the best freshman in the country, clearly. And a lot of people had him going into the year as maybe like a fringe lottery pick. I actually had him top five. I had Nick Smith four and Brandon Miller five. They played together in AU ball uh, when I saw them two summers ago. But they've got a great blend. Young dudes, again, uh, you look at Miller, Noah Clowney, Jaden Bradley. Nate can recruit. Uh, that's that's and he plays a style that's easy to recruit to because it's kind of an NBA style, right? They can throw up as many threes as they want. They play so fast. That's what kids want these days. So. Um, yeah, I think this team is is probably has the highest ceiling of any team in, in the country. Jeff, I wanted to get your thoughts on St. Mary's because defensively they're really, really good. We know that that travels in the tournament. Uh, and, like, offensively pretty good too, 36th in, the, in adjusted offense as per Ken Palm. Kind of a surprising, out-of-nowhere story. Obviously they've got pedigree for years and years, but, but how good do you think they can be and, and what do you think is the sort of credit to their success? Coach, Randy Bennett, yeah. uh, so good. You talk to people within college basketball, and they'll say, like, maybe as underrated as it gets. And I don't know if you've ever been there. Probably not. But it's like a high school gym in Moraga, literally a high school gym. And he doesn't have a lot of resources. So what he's done is even more impressive if you go to Moraga and see. You know, similar to, like, Gonzaga. Obviously, Gonzaga now is high major. But, again, when you put it in perspective and you go to the Kentuckys and – Louisville, some of the teams are struggling, you know, Louisville and, um, you know, Carolina right now struggling a little bit, although they're, they're, they're in it tonight. Um, Randy Bennett's done a phenomenal job and he's got an elite freshman named Aiden Mahaney. And uh, he's a local kid. You know, normally he's got all the Aussies, right? The Aussie guards, Della Vadova, Patty Mills, some of those kids. This kid's homegrown from just down the road, a freshman and one of those guys, when if you talk about like kids that might be able to carry a team in March to a couple big wins, maybe not at Steph Curry level, but Mahaney can do that. He can put up 25 any night. 
Jeff, when I look at Purdue, I mean, this is a team that stayed number one after they lost to Indiana. Then, of course, they get that loss to Northwestern. Now they're no longer the number one team in the country, which only means so much. Let's be honest with ourselves here. Anything can happen in March. But it, if we're just really kind of looking at, at certain teams that we could take at least semi-seriously, is it fair to say that Purdue's not doing anything to really help themselves in the credibility department, given that year after year they're always the team people joke about, just fade Purdue early in the tournament because they're going to have an early exit? I worry about him a little bit. Again, Painter is, is so good, and I get it. Like, everybody's like, well, they haven't been to a Final Four. Yeah, Painter also doesn't cheat, okay? Like, he's the cleanest dude. Proud. Brad Stevens was there 10 years ago at Butler. I put Brad and, like, Painter on the same level. They are just clean as, as it can be. So you're not operating on the same um, level as, as a lot of other schools and coaches. Painter's got the best big in the country, Zach Eady, but – those bigs haven't fared well in the NCAA tournament because you're playing a lot of teams that can spread you out a little bit, that can take advantage of you, that, that can put you in ball screens, just like Northwestern did yesterday and ended up beating them. They've also got two freshman guards. Haven't played like freshmen for the most part this year, but the point guard, Braden Smith, has played like a freshman down the stretch in losses in Bloomington, Indiana, and last night in Evanston against Northwestern. I'm curious, Jeff, uh, ever since Chris Beard got fired, it was there was an immediate fall off of a cliff, right? And and I think that was pretty common for us to, to expect. And now, all of a sudden, uh, acting head coach Rodney Terry has figured out a way to make Texas a, a legit team again. Like, what has happened here? Like, why are they – like, how would you assess kind of how their bounce back has gone? It's been great. I mean, Beard had it all set up. Right, so Rodney Terry uh, stepped in and kept everything pretty much the same. And Rodney's really good with people, and that's kind of his role. You know, Bob Domwald and, and Rodney have split up the offense and the defense. And you know, Texas has older dudes, and a lot of them were already in the program last year. Like if this had happened last year, it would have been a disaster. I mean, they might not have won a game, but this year, you know, guys like Marcus Carr, Timmy Allen that came into the program a year ago as transfers that hadn't won anything, you know, have been in the program for a year now. And they're freshmen. This kid, Dylan Mitchell, it's funny. Like, he doesn't put up any numbers. If you look at what he's done, I don't know, he's probably averaging five, six points a game. He, he still could be a first-round pick. He's super athletic, great defender, and, like, all about the right things. And super mature as a freshman, but, but he's all about winning. And I think, again, that's probably helped some of the older guys, too. He came in with a big rep, an elite um, recruit, but he hasn't acted the part at all. So I think Rodney Terry's done a great job. And the big question, Tristan, is like, can he get the job permanently? What does what does Rodney Terry have to do? They're in first place right now in the Big 12. If he wins the Big 12, they don't want to give him the job permanently. Chris Del Conte, the AD, they want to get a big boy, obviously. But if, if Rodney Terry takes him, wins the Big 12, and they go to an elite eight, or maybe he has to go to the, the Final Four to get it. I don't know, but it's going to be interesting. Who do you think they would go after in big game hunting? I mean, I don't think Calipari's the right guy. I know Del Conte's got a good relationship with him. I just don't know if if he wants somebody that he can't control. You know, that's the thing. You bring Cal in, and let's face it, the last three years have been so mediocre, and mediocre might be – putting it kind right now to what Calipari's done, right? Two years ago, they were awful. Last year, they were good, and then they lose to St. Peter's, 
And this year, right now, they're they're hanging on for their lives if they're even on the right side of the bubble. So I don't think Calipari's the right guy for the job. The guy I would go after is Jerome Tang, who's in his mm, first yes. year at Kansas State. The thing with Tang, too, is, okay, Tang was at Baylor forever, so he's seen what it's been like to coach at a place when they don't care about basketball, really, and now he's at Kansas State where they do care. Do you want to go back to a place that doesn't care? Yeah. Talking to Jeff Goodman, Ben MGM tonight. Uh, I'm watching North Carolina down 12 right now to Miami. 16-9 and nine on the year, just 8-6 and six in the ACC. I, I know it's early in Hubert Davis's time as a head coach, but fair or not, he's obviously going to be compared to Roy Williams. Now, they made the national title game last year when they were a bubble team kind of leading up to the tournament, so you got to give some credit for that, but then the argument is, well, the recruits, are they Roy Williams and they're not his? All of that just kind of in the, in the, the sample size that we've seen so far. What... What should be a fair criticism and maybe an overall fair uh, assessment of what uh, Hubert Davis has been so far as a head coach? I was critical when they hired him. I thought they should have hired Wes Miller, who ended up being a head coach at Cincinnati right now. Uh, Hubert is the nicest human being on the planet, but he's had, honestly, like eight mediocre months and one great month. Now, it was not great. It was ridiculous, right? I mean, think about it. You go in and you end Kay's career uh, at Cameron, his his final game at Cameron, spoil that one. And then, oh, oh by the way, you also play him in the Final Four and end Kay's career completely by beating him in the Final Four. So, you know, you, you can never take that away. Maybe that's worthy of a statue just unto itself, those two wins. But ultimately, you look at it and you say, like, they've been very, very mediocre and even disappointing for the better part of Hubert Davis's coaching career so far. Can they turn it on again? If they do, nobody will care what they did in the regular season. I just don't think they can flip the switch again. I'm looking at some of these odds, Jeff, and given that it feels like it's pretty wide open, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on maybe some long shots. I was looking at Marquette, who's you know pretty decently ranked, uh, Creighton and Marquette right around the same, and in, in, uh, Ken Palm, Creighton kind of heating up. I'm looking at Marquette and their odds. They're 35 to one. Um, looking here at what's Creighton? What's Creighton at, right yeah, now? Yeah, that's Krista. they're three, 30 to one. So I was kind of looking between Xavier, Creighton, and Marquette. Between those three, Jeff, who do you think's the best bet? Creighton, Creighton, absolutely. Xavier's without Zach Fremantle, and he's going to come back probably for Big East tournament. I just don't know if they can get it going again to that level. Creighton. When they struggled, it was because their best player, Ryan Kalkbrenner, their big man, was hurt. You know, so they lost three without him, lost to Nebraska when he was sick. I would go Creighton. They bring everything back from last year. They're not deep. That's the one concern. They're not deep, but their starting five is really good. Everybody can really hurt you in that starting five, and they've got a really good point guard in, in Ryan Nemhard, Andrew Nemhard's brother. Jeff, I'm looking at UCLA at 13-1 to to win a title. They obviously don't get – sometimes they just don't get as much attention because they're playing out on the West Coast and people just don't watch those games. They're, they they got some veterans. They brought a lot back. Uh, what do you think about them as an – I mean, 13-1 to is not obviously a long shot necessarily. And given how wide open this field kind of feels, I've been more and more on UCLA recently. What do you think about UCLA? I picked in preseason to win it all. Uh, and, again, similar – issue or concern I have with Creighton I have with UCLA they're not deep they're very very dependent on their starting five and their their starting big man uh, is a freshman named Adam Bona and he gets in foul trouble often so it, it worries me uh, but listen if you tell me 
I could take a team with two dudes on it, I'm going to take Tiger Campbell and, and Jaime Hawkins because they've been there before. You know, they feel like they're 30 years old. They've been in the Final Four. They've got that experience. Um, so, yeah, I, I like it. I don't love those odds. They're okay. They're not great. I think you could have gotten it a lot better probably when they came off, you know, in November when they lost those two games in, in Vegas. Um, but, again, you know, I always try to, you know, try to buy low, right? Try to buy low, and that's where Creighton's still not as low as they were, yeah. a, you know, a month ago, but they're still in the lower end. Good Real value. quick. Real quick before we let you run, I think we've got about 45 seconds. I just wanted to get your thoughts on this New Mexico State canceling uh, the remainder of the season, how this how this fits into the Discuss. overall picture, and just like how – is this? have you ever seen anything like this before? No, this is – I mean, you had a shooting earlier this year in November where a player killed a student at New Mexico. And now you have this, a hazing incident where a player, uh, a younger player – is being hazed by three older players that are making him take his clothes off and doing things to him. I mean, come on, this is he, Greg hired the first year head coach to be fired. In. Yeah, it's it's one of the worst stories that we've had, and you're right, it's just it's crazy. It's, uh, absolutely ugly. Jeff Goodman, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Jeff's the best. Yes.